Welcome to the Food Allergy Talk podcast with Lisa Horn of Food Allergy PI. The topics covered on this podcast are not medical advice and are the opinions and views of myself and those interviewed. While you will hear me make mention of my holistic nutrition certification, you should know that it is not a medical license and you should always consult a licensed board certified allergist. I'm Lisa Horn of Food Allergy PI, host of Food Allergy Talk. I'm a holistic nutritionist, cookbook author, food allergy community advocate, and blogger. I am married with five children ages 4, 6, 9, 11, and 14. We live in a small ranch in southeastern Arizona, where I homeschool all five of our children. I got involved in the food allergy community through support outreach and fundraising, back in 2009, following my oldest child's first anaphylactic reaction. Later in 2012, I initiated legislation to allow for stock epinephrine to be available for all students in Arizona schools. Even though my children have always homeschooled, I knew this was important for the food allergy community. That legislation was later passed into law in 2013. In 2018, I began focusing my energy on reaching out to the food allergy community through my blog, Food Allergy PI. Now, as we head into 2022, I have created the Food Allergy Talk podcast as a way to continue building community and helping others in the food allergy community. My goal is to help you not only learn from my journey and those interviewed on the Food Allergy Talk podcast, but to grow and gain confidence in all facets of living a full, whole life with food allergy, body, mind, and spirit. Health, safety, social, emotional, and spiritual well-being, all of which are impacted by living with food allergies, as well as for those caring for others with food allergies. This is Food Allergy Talk, where you can come to connect and leave uplifted, empowered, and ready for success. If you are here, odds are you have had an anaphylactic or food allergy-related experience. I'll never forget my son's first anaphylactic reaction. This is one of the first things food allergy individuals seek out when joining this community. What is your story? What was your or your child's first reaction? This is our story. I was a young first-time mom and wanted to give my son his first PB&J. I cut one of those fun, pre-made, refrigerated sandwiches in half and tried to get him to give it just one little bite. He wanted nothing to do with it. And looking back on it, it was almost as if he innately knew that it was not safe for him. So I tried to get a little bit of the sandwich on the tip of my finger and touch it to his mouth in hopes that he'd get a little taste and want more. Instead, he began screaming bloody murder and wiping furiously at his face. I turned around for what had to be less than a minute to wet a rag so that I could clean his face off. When I turned back around to wipe his face, he had smeared the small dollop of PB&J all over his tiny little face into his eyes His whole face was puffed up. 
He has super long, dark, thick eyelashes, and I couldn't even see them. They were lost in his now puffy face and eyes. He had also stopped crying and was changing color. So I quickly grabbed him out of his high chair and without a purse or shoes, drove him to the emergency room, which happened to be about a mile from our home. I rushed to the front desk of the ER, told them I had given him peanut butter, and the nurses, upon hearing me announce that and looking at his little body, swarmed me and took over. They whisked him away and began checking his vitals and putting tubes and medicines in him. He didn't look like himself for days after being released from the hospital. He also didn't act like himself. He clearly didn't feel well from the reaction and the subsequent medications administered. It was traumatic. I wanted to ensure that my sweet baby boy never felt or experienced this ever again. I also had learned that this was life-threatening. Food could kill. That knowledge is life-changing. It is a heavy load to carry, both for the child and for the caretakers or parents involved in that child's well-being. I wanted and needed to be uplifted. I wanted and needed to be empowered. I wanted and needed to be successful. I began searching the internet for as much information as I could get my hands on. That is where I learned about a local food allergy walk in my area that was looking for someone to assist in fundraising for a nonprofit that was serving in the food allergy community local to me. From that point on, I have not only tried to make every effort to keep my son safe, but to continue to share all that I learn with others in the food allergy community as well so that I can do my part to help uplift, empower, and bring success to others. With my journey and history in support group management, fundraising, initiating and passing legislation, personally advocating for my son, ensuring inclusion, working with oppositional family or community members, recipe creation and substitution, and more, I started this podcast out of a yearning to help even one other person in the food allergy community. It is fundamental for those with food allergies as well as their caretakers to know you are not alone. I couldn't imagine kicking off the Food Allergy Talk podcast, episode one, coming January 2022, with none other than that sweet little baby boy that I've been taking care of all these years, who is now a teenager, my son with food allergies, Stetson Horn. Tune in to listen to his story, the point of view of a child and teen living with anaphylactic food allergies to both peanut and shellfish. One of my goals with the Food Allergy Talk podcast is to make sure that you're hearing all the things that you want to hear. What do you want to talk about? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about on the Food Allergy Talk podcast. Other upcoming guests and topics for 2022 include marriage and caretakers of the food allergic. How does it affect your marriage when you're caring for a child with life-threatening food allergies? Or how does it affect a marriage when one person has a food allergy and the other doesn't? I mean, there's just so many levels that you could go into there on that topic alone. 
personal stories from those in our food allergy community, recipes, mental health, nutrition, travel, school, and 504 plans, OIT, and all the other treatments that we're always hearing about, and so much more. This is the Food Allergy Talk podcast, where you can come to connect and leave uplifted, empowered, and ready for success. I'm your host, Lisa Horn of Food Allergy PI. Thanks for tuning in to the Food Allergy Talk podcast. Don't miss a future episode. Let's stay connected. Be sure to subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, and Google. And until next time, remember, don't hesitate, investigate, and always carry two.